0: The name of this book is Secret Chapter (laughs) 8. I've also decided not to repeat the terrible threats that Dr. L and Miss Mavius screamed when they realized that Cass was holding the magician's notebook because it would have only given you nightmares. Neither will I describe how creepily... The couples, that creepily creepy couple, searched the neighborhood for over an hour while Cass and Max Ernest hid terrified in the bushes. Although I will tell you that there was an especially scary moment when Dr. L and Miss Mavius were standing only inches from Cass and Max Ernest. Sebastian almost gave them away by growling at the magician's cat who happened to be sulking nearby. But then the cat bolted, which caused Miss, uh, Miss Mavius to jump it back in fright, which caused Dr. L to laugh at her. His laugh was strangely accented at his voice, which caused Miss Mavius to call him nasty names, which caused them both to turn away from the bushes. In the end, suffice it to say, our heroes acted very bravely, or at least very patiently. They outweighed their pursuant- pursuers. I am also happy to report that neither Cass nor Max Ernest ever considered giving up, giving up that notebook although neither could have exactly said why if you asked them. When they reached Max Ernest's house, his parents were naturally distressed to see their son's clothes. Torn and soiled, not to mention scratches all over his arms and legs, but they were, they were so unused to the situation that they didn't even know how to react. So this is how kids always look after they go out, asked his mother. Kids will be kids, uh, won't they, kids? asked his father. Yes, Mom. That's right, Dad, said Max Ernest, making sure to answer each parent separately. Cass left Sebastian with two bowls of water, then followed Max Ernest upstairs. As soon as Max Ernest closed his bedroom door, his room was carefully positioned so that it was divided equally between parents half of the house. Cass sat down on the floor and pulled the notebook out of her backpack. What do you think it'd be in here they want so bad? Paper? That's usually in a notebook, Max Ernest pointed out. Cass rolled her eyes. Um, I think it's probably something the magician wrote. Duh. She opened the notebook on the floor and flipped through the pages so that they both could see what was inside. That's all, Max Ernest said. Cass shrugged. She had to agree that it was a bit of a letdown. All the pages were blank except the first. Cass read the lines, scrawled across the page. Please be silent and listen. I am the schoolmaster, and you are in the classroom. Just like 11 plus 2 equals 12 plus 1, and even a funeral can be real fun. You will find my dictionary. It is quite an indicatory "'If you want to read my story, just look, then unread.'" Cass scrunched her face up. "'How do you unread a story?' "'Uh, I think... I don't know,' Max Ernest admitted. "'I guess, I mean, not read or maybe forget what you read?' "'The book is blank. We can't read it anyways.'" How do you know? Maybe it's just hidden somewhere, or maybe it's invisible ink, or maybe the poem is really another secret code, and if we crack it, it'll tell us what the story is. Cass thought about it for a second. Well, I don't think it's a very good poem, even if it is a poem, but maybe you're right about the code part. With all that school stuff and numbers, do you think that we're supposed to do math? Too easy, said Max Ernest confidently. Everyone knows 11 plus 2 equals 12 plus 1. The whole point of the secret code is that it's hard to figure out. I know what the secret code is. What about the funeral? He said, he. Why, why is he saying a funeral can be fun? Cass asked, studying the notebook. That's kind of weird. Or do you think it's because fun rhymes with one? That's the only rhyme. There would be more if that was the reason. Sun. No, and the only other words that rhymed in the poem. Cass handed him the notebook, annoyed. You look at it, then. What makes you the secret code expert, anyways? How many of you figured out? You mean, like, real secret codes? Cass nodded. You mean, like, besides the one in the Symphony of Smells? Cass nodded. Um, well, none, admitted Max Ernest. But I've read a lot about them. So you don't really know anything about the secret code, then, declared Cass, who believed you had to experience things to know about them she looked over max ernest to see if he would contradict her but he wasn't paying any attention to her anymore he was staring at the notebook it's so obvious he said it can't be i didn't see it but can't believe i didn't see it before what look at all the capitalized letters in the in the same listen and silent schoolmaster the classroom dictionary indicatory yeah they're anagrams Right, said Cass, nodding. Then she asked, what's an anagram? It's when two words have all of the same letters, but in a different order. That's when the word spells another word backward. It's kind of a mirror writing called palender." Cass cut him off right before he could say another lecture. Okay, okay, I get it. They're all all anagrams. Even the numbers, Max Ernest continued, 11 plus 2 is like 12 plus 1. Only two capitalized words don't have... Don't have an anagram. That then unread. Cass finished. We have to figure out the anagram, then unread. Max Ernest found a piece of paper that they started trying different letter combinations. Cass had done it before with her grandfather when they played Boggle and Scrabble. The Dead Run. Ran the Dune. Eat Rude Hm. Red Nut Hina. Tree Had None. And so on. Most combinations were total gibberish, and none worked when you tried to put them together on the magician's, sent- magician's sentence. They thought they might have had it with hunt a deer or heat under, but then they realized the combinations were missing an end. All the while, Max Ernest kept talking to himself. Can't you keep your mouth closed even for a second, said Cass? But I think I've got it, Max Ernest said, trying to talk through his teeth. What? It's underneath," exclaimed Max Ernest, giving up on his on keeping his mouth closed because he was too excited. If you want to read my look book, just look underneath. How about that? Cass nodded. Yeah, that must be it. Like underneath the ground, I guess. Do you think it's buried somewhere? They didn't have any time to discuss the matter further because Cass's mother had arrived to take Cass and Sebastian home, despite having to leave Max Ernest. Just after they decoded the magician's secret message, Cass was very glad to see her mom. It had been a long, scary day, and a hug rarely felt so good. Wait, how did they, she know where they were? She just was at Max Ernest's house. She picked him up. Oh. Mm-hmm. But despite having to leave Max, after, just after they decoded the magician's secret message, Cass was very glad to see her mom. It had been a long and scary day, and a hug had rarely felt so good. But there was sadness to the hug, too. More than anything, Cass wanted to tell her mother everything that had happened at the magician's house, but she couldn't. There were two good reasons not to tell. She had lied about the plans for the day, and her mother would be angry and possibly ground her. And two, her mother would worry about her safety and wouldn't let her investigate any further, grounded or not. As you might have guessed, Cass's mother wasn't as easy, easy to put off as Max Ernest's parents when it came... When it came to the condition of her child's clothing, but Cass told the story about chasing the blind dog through the park was so long and involved that her mother gave up trying to understand and just said that she was glad Cass was okay and the state of her clothes wasn't important. Cass knew her mother well enough to know that if something was on her mind, sure enough, her mother didn't get out of the car when they got home. Instead, she turned and looked at Cass and said she had something to tell her. Uh-oh, what do you think it is? Mm-hmm. At first, Cass thought her mother was going to tell her about something really terrible, like oh, getting married or dying for some rare fungus. What if their parents got together, I think? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Uh, about some rare fungus. How could she not have seen this coming? She, Cassandra, the one who predicted everything, and her mother had fallen in love and she didn't even know. As it turned out, the news wasn't so terrible. Her mother was going away on a business trip to Hawaii. The insurance company she worked for was sending her on a conference on a risk assessment, which sounded kind of interesting, in Honolulu. And she was going to stay an extra couple of days so that she could spend a little downtime, which sounded boring in the beach. Grandpa Larry and Grandpa Wayne had agreed to let Cass stay with them while her mother was away. Cass couldn't have been more surprised if her mother had announced she was flying to the moon. She hardly ever traveled, and she never traveled without Cass. No doubt her mother was interested in traveling. You could even say that it was a hobby of sorts. She was famous for her collection of travel guides, and her friends always asked for help planning her trips, their trips. From the best beaches in Costa Rica to the coziest cabins in Colorado, no matter where you were going, Cass's mother had a book on the subject. She had guides to trekking in Nepal, even though she'd never even been on a sequel hike in her life. And maps for helicopter skiing in Canada, even though she was afraid of flying and she did not like the snow. Cass, to Cass, nothing was more torturous than hearing all about (sighs) those... all about these fabulous places she would never get to see. To her mother, books were better than travel. Who needs to go somewhere where you can read about it, her mother liked to say. You don't even have to wait till in line at the airport. Now, finally, her mother had decided to take the vacation, or at least add a vacation onto a work trip, and Cass wasn't invited. I know it doesn't seem fair, her mother said, but it's just not practical. Next time you'll come, I promise. Once she got over the shock, Cass assured her mother that the Hawaii Work Plus vacation trip was no problem. It'll be okay, she said. Anyways, I like staying with Grandpa Leary and Grandpa Wayne because they let me do whatever I want. Just kidding. Thank you for being so mature and understanding, said her mother, hugging Cass for the third time in many minutes. Uh, Third time as many minutes. Her mother might not have been so grateful had she known what Cass was thinking while they were hugging. The reason Cass was being so mature and understanding was that she had come to the conclusion that the timing of her mother's trip was absolutely perfect. In reality, she hadn't been kidding when she said her grandfathers let her do whatever she wanted. With her mother gone, it would be much easier to get back and forth to the magician's house and start digging than solve the mystery of his death and then to save the rest of the world from suffering the same fate. Then they had, then, and then to have everybody know what a hero she was and that her predictions were real and that she just wasn't crying wolf. Are you liking this book so far? What do you think? One to ten. Ten being the best book ever. One being like, oh my gosh, can we please not even finish this? I would say like eight so far. Seven or eight. You think this is only, this is bad, book? Mm-hmm. Good thing you're excited to know what happens. <laughs> All right. Think it's a 10. You think it's a 10? Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, Minus let's see what happens next. Minus uh, one. Minus one, yeah. Well, I have a feeling it's about to get really good. What about you? Yep, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Mm. bye. bye.